We've got a motto on this podcast. All the greats played hurt. I'm John Shidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about the challenge. I'm not just talking about Anissa. I'm talking about my mans, my co-host, my ride or die, Sheldon Alexander, powering through it, as you'll soon hear. I mean, the voice is extra raspy today, but uh, we power through, you know, it's a challenge. I just realized, too, got to figure out what you're going to do next week, because I'm supposed to be in Cancun next week. Oh, sounds rough. No, but I mean, like, (laughs) anyways, let's continue the show. I'm just going to stop right now. Uh, I'm apparently quite chirpy this morning. Hey, you're right, though. Extreme first world problems. I wasn't complaining. It just dawned on me that this time next week, uh, I got to figure that out. I guess I'll bring my laptop with me. I can do it on my laptop. That's fine. Well, let's, let's talk about that. So they have split the season finale the finale i can't say the season finale they split the finale up over three episodes this week's episode was only one hour and the thing that immediately occurred to me was is that in part because they're down a team Hmm, possibly so there would have been an elimination at the end of one of these yeah days that's definitely part of it well there's just like there's just like less meat on the bone, right? Like you had to expect that they would have dedicated at least five minutes of this episode, at least five minutes of this episode to Olivia and Horacio, right? Like they just, they'd have a little bit more in terms of confessionals. They'd have, you know, more uh, B roll of teams running. There would be another team trying to solve puzzles. Yeah. Like it just, it adds, you know, five or 10 extra minutes of, uh, a visual content yeah like do you think that's what's going on yeah i think that's definitely part of it uh because it just adds like there's a whole other angle for storylines right if they're if like it's just one more opportunity to have another storyline like anisa rolling her ankle or an argument happening because they can't solve a puzzle whatever it is um you do lose that whole thing plus there might have been some elimination twist that might have occurred right when you still had the four teams and you're trying to dwindle it down to three before the very final day. So I think that's part of it. But overall, for you to lose like a full, like that much content. And right away, I noticed because this episode started with the recap of last episode and then went to commercial immediately. I was like, whoa. And then I looked at the guide and realized, oh, this was only an hour episode. That also comes into something we've talked about a bunch on this pod. Our longtime listeners will know. Sometimes you're just stretching out the season, right? Because when you sign the deal with production, it'll be, hey, you're guaranteeing 20 episodes. But then you get in the edit suite and you realize we might not have 20 episodes here. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. you make it work, right? You got to stretch that out. And did this, like there's a lot happening so far in this final. Definitely. But I don't know if it needed to be stretched out into another full episode. No, this definitely felt like this hour felt pretty thin to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to see what happens in the next episode. I'm also curious and like I will 
we'll get there when we get there, but it seems like that there is whole hours cut out of this day. Oh yeah. The second full day. There's a, there's a moment where they go from like, it's like midday to it's pitch blackout. Yeah. Like that was clearly a fake scene when they run into the eating part. Right. Yeah. Cause all of a sudden it was dark and I was like, wait, hold on. There's no way they were running for that long. Right. Yeah, that's exactly it. I do have one listener comment. Okay. Which is also going to be our niche uh, Canadian Toronto talk for okay. possibly for the episode. I can't guarantee that. You know, we have our tangents. Uh, Julia Lamana noted from my Instagram story because the TTC was a mess yesterday. She said, The TTC is Toronto's daily challenge. Risk is high. 365 days, not just 100 hours. Which, uh, for anyone in southern Ontario, in the greater Toronto area, they know the TTC is the greatest challenge out there right now. I can see that Sheldon was just like, what's he going to say? What's he going to say? I think what I said was fair game, though. You're not going to get any arguments from me, that's for sure. (laughs) Definitely not. Um, We got a comment here from Javier on uh youtube here he says hello just wanted to comment on the west bananas call i listened to wes's recap he explained on all stars 3 how he had an idea about calling bananas which had to go through a bunch of bosses but eventually they approved he thought it would make good tv to call bananas then bananas returned the favor this season so to speak it it is a big hassle according to west to get the clearance it's funny how Wes is not in this season, but has been brought up a few times. Nice little tidbit. I like when we get those little insights from uh, what's going on in the other in the challenge universe in terms of people doing podcasts and stuff because there's so many going on, right? Um, another one here from Isaiah. Isaiah says, "Okay, slow your roll, gentlemen. The slap." And what do you think of it? Bad Boys 3 was a good movie. <laughs> One of the best released in theaters that year. Uh, and says, y'all, y'all's boy is right about nothing to lose. And I'm going to add Money Talks. Underrated Chris Tucker film. Very <laughs> underrated. Also features a young Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying not to cough in people's ears here. So I apologize if something slips through, but yes. Thank you, Isaiah. Appreciate that. I just love that the Martin Lawrence talk continues. I mean, if we can fully transition this podcast to exclusively Martin Lawrence talk and then get Martin Lawrence on the podcast, I think that would be just, you know, the greatest story ever told. I think that'd be incredible. And I'm here for the story arc. It is amazing to me the random things that appear to connect with our listeners. And I love that because it just shows they're just as random as we are. And I appreciate that. That's our community. I love it. I think it goes to show how fans of the challenge have discerning taste in pop culture. And that we, you know, the challenge, you know, we say it's the fifth major sport. I like to think of it as like the grad school of reality TV, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that it just goes to show that the quality of the people that watch the challenge and therefore listen or watch this podcast, it's higher than average. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. 
Um, well, on to this episode of the challenge. I don't even know what we're calling this. So it's it's episode 18, episode 244 of You Killed It. But I don't know what we're calling this in terms of what is this, the final episode two or the final part two? Like this yeah. is this is being drawn out here. Part and two of question mark? Yeah. Is the bit of the hundred hours working for you? Not at all. Because so much of the hundred hours is them sleeping, like sitting in front of the campfire. Like they're definitely, and like, I don't want to like put down how hard this is. Cause I think it is hard. Yeah. But like if of a hundred hour challenge, if they were uh, like, we can discount at least 30 hours of them sleeping, hanging out by the campfire if, if they did it where they had to like sleep in a more uncomfortable situation, like when they had to sleep in that ice cave, or if they did one of those things where like one of them sleeps while the other one like stands on one foot on a log or whatever, like then I think I'd be more into this hundred hour gimmick, but it doesn't, it's, it doesn't feel like a true hundred hours. I mean, they're not in a comfortable bed necessarily, but they are sleeping on cots in those tents. Like it's not, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I also think just the gimmick of there's too many points where you end up doing a puzzle or something and there's no real benefit to it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or finishing quickly. Like that part isn't really, hasn't really been explained in terms of, okay, well, Jordan and Anissa, or sorry, not Jordan and Anissa, Tori and Devin, you guys finished ahead of everyone after one of the days. Now, how much is your lead? How big is your lead? What is the advantage that you got for finishing first, right? Like we saw them start the race, but we didn't know. It wasn't like, hey, you won by X amount of minutes. So you get a 20 minute head start, you know, like all of those things weren't really explained. And so it kind of lessens the stakes of when they come back and you have to now do this puzzle. And then it's like, yeah, do the puzzle. Then you get to chill. It's like, okay, you need more stakes. I need more. Even if you just lied to me in editing, right? Like, I feel like that would have helped it a little bit. If am I making sense? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, like, I think this is, it is a hard challenge, you know, but it's, to put the it's production's fault for putting the emphasis on a hundred hours mm. and like they keep bringing it up. Whereas like there's one point where Devin and Tori were fully sitting down watching the others do a puzzle for like <laughs> 30 minutes. Right. And also, I mean, we can talk about this later, but like, I feel like production is playing fast and loose with the head starts that the the leading teams are getting. Like it's not like a true clock in, clock out. It feels like mm -hmm. Devin and Tori at moments built like a twenty or thirty minute lead, and then the next day it seems like they have like a five minute head start. Yeah, like they're definitely like keeping them closer than necessary, mm -hmm. or or they could have like been like more true to the clock. Mm -hmm. yeah no for sure for sure so let's get into this episode right like yeah three days left at the start jordan and isa are in third 
Uh, bananas and bananas and Nani are in second. Devin and Tori are in first. And station four, uh, you got to basically swim into a swamp. They got to run, but you run to a swamp. You got to get a bunch of puzzle pieces. Um, there's four sets of puzzle pieces you got to get. And then you come back. You got to put together this puzzle. But the equalizer is the answer key is super far away. So one of your partners have to go try to memorize as much as you can and then come back and put that together. I mean, um, they said it was super far away. But... Mm-hmm. At one point, Devin's yelling at Tori as it's her turn to run to the answer key, and they also have to climb a, la- a ladder to look down on it. And while she's doing it, like Devin's shouting at her, and she can hear him. So, like, is it that far? Good question, right? Didn't seem that far. And same thing for Nani and Bananas. They were yelling at each other as well. So that part was uh, super interesting. I just think, you know, the interesting part of this was the teamwork between the three groups. And yeah. at first, Devin is losing it at Tori and randomly yelling at her to hurry up. And this is a race. And it was kind of weird, right? Telling her just memorize two things. It was very strange. And as you compare that to, I mean, Tori eventually figures it out and realizes that there's a pattern, which I was kind of surprised. And I mean, Listen, editing, they can make it seem however they want. Um, But I was surprised how long it seemed for the groups to figure out that there was a pattern to this. Mm -hmm. Were you kind of stunned at that? I was stunned, but I guess it speaks to how tired they are. But then like when Tori's explaining it in confessional, it seems pretty obvious. Like you can, like they were, they sort of highlight the parts that are are the same color and how it works, but it didn't seem like a big stretch. But again, I, I guess that speaks to how tired they are, how worn out they are. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so everyone slowly figures it out, right? Bananas and Nani figured out. Nani's the one that figures it out for their team. But uh, it was funny. The best part of this, I guess, was Anissa and Jordan, because Anissa figures it out, and Jordan is just yelling at her to go again go again and to me the funny part is i think jordan thinks that i know i'm skipping ahead a bit here but i feel like jordan thinks that anisa is just trying to make excuses to not go and have to run to the answer key again when in reality she's figured it out Um, i thought that was really funny just because I can see both sides of it. No, uh, I'm not saying that Jordan's right. I'm definitely not saying Jordan's right. I'm just saying I understand the world in which he thinks, wait a second. Like, come on, Anissa, I get it. Your ankle hurts. We get it. We get it. But I thought it was a really bad look for Jordan. A be. horrible look. Yes. Because, again, I know Anissa is not the most fit. I know she's not the she's not the fastest, but what she's really good at is puzzles. A case could be made that she's the best at puzzles of the six remaining players. Mm-hmm. Like it's between I think her and Devin. And so if Anissa says there's a pattern, like at least take a breath and like let her explain. You're right about that. Right? Like He's so focused on putting down her weaknesses at this point 
that he's ignoring her strengths. Uh, you'll correct me because you're the smart one, but is that what the, they call a self-fulfilling prophecy? Where like yeah. Jordan's already has in his mind that Anissa is trying to cut corners or make excuses for her loss or, you know, big up her injury. So now he's just looking for things to confirm that. Yeah. And, and I think he's just like, he, you know, he's telling her about like mental toughness and you got to tough it out. He's not exactly showing mental toughness himself. Like he's being a bit of a suck. A huge suck. Right. Like he's not being positive. He's not like, Again, we said this last episode of You Killed It, but for someone who is really good at finding a way to overcome or sort of think around his physical disabilities, he's not really applying that same skill or mentality to Anissa's situation. Not that her injury is the same as his disability, but like he's not applying that same problem-solving positivity of like, okay, here's what we're working with. What can we do? Mm-hmm. He's instead just like beating her up for not being mentally tough enough. Yeah, no, it's super interesting. And I wonder how much it plays into a fact that, you know, if you're Jordan, you know, just how much you've overcome in your life, you know, things that you've been able to deal with. And so, you know, or you have an expectation that everyone else has that ability within them. And he thinks that he's going to be the one to bring that out. That's yeah. not how it works. It's also interesting to contrast because Nani apparently has a problem with her knee that's developed that we see as they're solving this problem, this puzzle that has the pattern to it. And Johnny like chirps her a little bit about it, but he doesn't give her a hard time. Like he doesn't say no. like, you got to speed up. He says things like, we're only one leg in and Nani's already one leg down. Like, like he's, he's chirping her, but he's not being a dick about it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they get to like station four, they can stop for a minute. He says like, Hey, like, how are you doing there? And like checks in. And then like, again, does needle her a little bit, but it's so such an interesting contrast to see their styles. of yeah. Like addressing their partner's, wounds and also like he's bananas is making fun of olivia and harassio for being uh eliminated because of olivia's super bad injury but also i guess maybe he's a whistling a a little bit in the dark there but man like it would hard not to be rattled after you see olivia get fucked up (laughs) right yeah and it's one thing to think about like, oh, Olivia got hurt because she got hit in the face, but it'd be another thing. I'm sure his reaction would be different if he actually saw the injury. Yeah, because it's super bad. But I just mean like if you're Nani or you're Anissa and you're a little hurt mm. and you know that someone else got like wrecked, <laughs> like it would it would I actually contri- contribute to getting into your own head a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, definitely makes sense. Um, so after, again, because Tori is the first one to recognize that there's a puzzle, uh, Devin and Tori maintain their lead mm-hmm. and then they have to, uh, get to camp and they get there and there's another puzzle to do. And TJ says, this could take hours. And I'm pretty sure Devin and Tori solved it in 20 minutes. Like it seemed yeah. like they got through this puzzle 
quick. So yeah. they uh, like settle down. They're warming by the fire as the others start to do their puzzle. And significantly, Anissa and Jordan finish their puzzle first and then help Bananas and Nani complete theirs because Bananas and Nani are you like, this is just to see like who gets to go to bed first. So like, let's just get this done. Yeah. And like, it's all good. And in confessional, Jordan says, listen, if Bananas and Nani are going to sabotage anyone, it's going to be Devin and Tori, which only benefits us. So we might as well help them, especially because we're now basically neck and neck with both teams. Mm -hmm. Like we're not that far back. What do you think of this strategy? I don't like it. I think that here's the thing, right? If you're Jordan and Nisa, I understand what you think you might be doing, but it's clear already to me that there's not really any twists or turns where you get to you know, penalize the other team. That hasn't happened yet. Might that change? Sure, it's possible, but you're more than halfway through or about halfway through and you haven't seen that happen yet. Could that also be affected by the fact that one of the teams is already gone? Maybe, but I'm not trusting Johnny Bananas to do anything in a final. Yeah. Right? And that's just where my mentality is going to lie. So... I don't think it's a good move because I'm never trusting Johnny Bananas in a final. Just ask Sarah. Yeah, I don't I don't think and you know, I'm not mad at Johnny for that. Like it was shitty what he did to Sarah, but like this is the final. Like there's a million dollars at stake. Like you do have to be a little more ruthless. Um so then they all get to like go to bed or relax. Again, you know, a, a big a big deal has been made about this challenge being this final being a hundred hours, but mm -hmm. they're definitely hanging out for like ten hours, <laughs> right? Well, and, there's a lot of time where Anise is getting her ankle wrapped, right? Yeah, and like, she, I think she definitely needs medical attention, and I'm glad she got it. But Johnny, Nani, uh, Devin, Tori, and Jordan. They're just eating and being warm and maybe talking things over. So, like, mm, is it really final time or is it rest time? But some important things happen as Anise is getting checked out by the medic. First of all, like, the way, the fact that the medic's taking it seriously, I think, proves the point that it's pretty serious. And Jordan gets pretty snippy and says to her, now I see why it's been 13 years referring to the fact that like she's in the midst of an epic drought and Johnny sort of gets enters the fray as bananas is want to do <laughs> and says, you know, it's kind of your fault that like her ankles fucked up. Like you're the one who decided to be bear grills and run into like off the, off the uh, path. And then Jordan and Anissa get into it back and forth and I'm going to put forward an idea. I think Jordan is mad at himself and taking it out on Anissa. I think he, with the medic, like, wrapping it and, like, taking it pretty seriously and probably, I think, bruising is starting to come in at this point. 
I think Jordan's like, oh, like I've been giving her a hard time and like she's legitimately hurt. <laughs> and it's also at least partially my fault. And I think he just takes it all out on Anissa. What did you think of this scene? Yeah, on the jackass meter, this is pretty high. And even on the Jordan jackass meter, it rates even higher. I think like in that moment when she's clearly getting help by the medic and getting her ankle wrapped and you can see the discoloration in her ankle already and it's swollen like come on man I, I, and i understand that hey you gotta push through i understand even the point of him thinking it's a rolled ankle you gotta push through it it's a final like i understand that line of thought but i also think they're both at fault because they gotta know who they got into a partnership with mm -hmm. right and this is called ride or dies meaning you're supposed to understand your partner and know who your partner is. If Anissa was partnering with Jordan and didn't think that Jordan was going to be on her ass the entire time, then you just chose the wrong partner. Well, I think this, I think this is one of the critical issues though. I think that part of their problem is that they did not choose each other. Like by all indications, Anissa had a different partner mm -hmm. yes. and he had a different partner and those two partnerships didn't work out for reasons beyond their control. So they're put together and I think they like each other. I think they respect each other, but I don't think that they, I don't think they necessarily chose this partnership as say bananas and Nani did or Devin and Tori did. Yeah. Right. And this is where the problem lies. Cause I just think that that's their biggest issue. Cause now they're getting mad. Like you're getting mad at Jordan for being Jordan and you're getting mad at Anissa for being Anissa. Yeah, And that's not to take away from Anissa's injury because I do think that she's hurt. But, like, we've seen this before, right? Like, it's not a surprise. And I think Jordan, I'm going to blame him the most because in this instance, even if things aren't going your way, you don't have to be an ass about it. No. And Anissa is there crying and Jordan's just, like, waving her off. I think that's the the worst part about it in that instance. I don't blame him for her injury. I know we talked about it a couple episodes ago when it happened, but I don't blame him after thinking about it. I don't blame him for the injury because he was trying to like, again, understanding his partner and understanding that she might not be the best runner or have the most stamina, right? I'm going to figure out how to cut a corner here. I'm going to figure out how to try to gain an advantage here. And that comes with the risk. And it backfired, but shoot or shoot, man. Got to shoot to score. And he tried. It didn't work, but hey. Yeah, uh, I'm still, I, I still, I don't know. I don't think he's entirely to blame, but I also don't think he's blameless. No, um, I agree with that. I agree with that. Because, like, I mean, we talk, I mean, we can see it with Olivia. Like, accidents happen. Like, I don't <laughs> think it's, I don't think you can say that it's wholly on him or anyone. Um, you know, she could have just as easily rolled her ankle elsewhere, right? Yeah, totally. There's a good pep talk being given, though, from Tori. And that's a nice friend. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I, I really liked this interaction between the uh, the two of them. 
Mm-hmm. It goes to show that they, those two are truly uh, ride or die. Like, I know they weren't having same-sex pairings, but, like, I think it's pretty clear that those two are, like, friends for real. Um, and it was just nice to see Anissa, who I like, like, get some compassion, <laughs> you know? Like, someone who's actually, like, being super nice and reasonable with her. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, it, it was painful to see her crying you know like it it's she's in a tough spot and um you know johnny isn't or excuse me johnny jordan isn't being as kinder as respectful as she or anyone deserves yeah no i totally agree and i think you know one interesting part of this is seeing the dynamic between Tori and Jordan in this, right? I was almost surprised that Tori didn't try to interject in this whole thing when Jordan was going at Anissa. But I also think that it was a good move for her to stay out of it, right? Just, you know, know that you're going to go and help your friend Anissa after this happens. I thought that was really a smart move by Tori. Um, I want to ask you a question, though. Because I know this happened for me earlier in this episode than right now. But did you realize who you were and were not cheering for while watching I mean, this? Is it that obvious you're just rooting for Devin and Tori? Yeah. Yeah. So I had a moment very early on where I realized that I just hope they don't win. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was very interesting. Like I realized as the episode was going along and I'm watching it, I'm like, oh. I'm rooting against these guys. Like I, I'm hoping that something happens and like Jordan and Anissa make some crazy comeback or Nani and Bananas win. Like I don't know why, but that's just what happened as I was watching it. I don't know. Why are you uh, like this? <laughs> why yeah. are you cheering against them? I, and so like- I think I was really annoyed by Tori this season. Tori okay. was super annoying to me this season. Not that like – and. I mean, by now, all the teams left. Annoying would be a way to describe each person at certain points of this season. Totally get that. Mm-hmm. But as a team, right? Tori, I think, was always doing too much. And Devin, I'm never really a fan of the person who is always like making all these maneuvers behind the scenes, but then afraid to go into the elimination. Mm. I'm never really a fan of that person, right? Like bananas, you know, even CT when they're chilling in the background, even your man's fessy when they're chilling in the background, at the end of the day, a certain point you got to go in. And I know that it's part of Devin's strategy to avoid the elimination and he does a good job of avoiding elimination, but he still talks a little too confidently and too greasy for me to like, never really be about that life or about the smoke doesn't actually want the smoke why don't you just like kind of skate by i'm not really a fan of that okay um i mean my counter argument is i think it's just like smart gameplay Mm -hmm. and i also think it's it's uh like sort of the the name of the game right like and some of the most successful players in challenge history. Like that's their blueprint. Yeah. No, totally get it. Totally understand. Not like I, I get it. I totally understand it. I guess it's just more so 
when you look back at the season and then if they win, it's like, what's the signature moment? What is the like big moment or big, like triumphant victory? Like I get you in the final and the final is extremely hard. Not denying that. What I'm saying that moment of watching like Nani and bananas win that last elimination. That's really dope. That's really cool. Like there's some adversity that happened throughout the season. And you can argue, hey, we've seen CT win by just avoiding going in and then making the final. We've seen that. So I get it. I just feel like the vibes that I was getting while watching this episode, I was like, mm, not so much. And that's just, you know, they're still in the lead by a lot. And um, at you know, this point, Like Tori and Devin, I mean, we're gonna get into it, but they, they, uh, they, they lose, they lose that lead. My guys, my team. Um, yeah, I think that at the end of the day, Jordan. So Jordan says that you know the next morning after the whole pep talk, Jordan says that he's gonna switch his vibes. He's gonna be more trying to keep Anissa motivated. Anissa says she needs a compassion, which is perfect. That's the vibes they got to be on. TJ shows up, says there's 50 hours left. He's got some badass cars for them. The only problem is there's no motors in them. The TJ Sinister Lab remains one of my favorite things. Um, as we mentioned, Devin and Tori are still in the lead by a lot. Bananas and Nani end up passing Anissa and Jordan on the run. And they get to the spot where there's the three cars. And Tori and Devin look at the three cars and notice one of them is in the middle and stuck in mud. The other two are on the grass, but they're on the edges of the road, essentially. So they decide to take one of the, the cars on the edges and they start pushing. They kind of get stuck. They're almost into the trees before Nani and Bananas come. And Nani, by accident, touches the middle car. And TJ did state in the rules that if you touch the car... That's a car you automatically got to take. And so I think that that's where, you know, that's where a big mistake comes in. But at the same time, this is another example of what happened in this episode where I think this could have been way more exciting than it actually played out. Yeah, I, I think that they the producers thought that they'd had like sort of a clever trick here that they had figured out where they're like, Oh, this will make for good TV. And then Devin and Tori immediately figured out like, Oh, you don't want this, the car in the, in the mud, obviously like that's going to be a disaster. And then like, you know, because of Nani's mistake, Jordan and Anissa catch up it's neck and neck but it's i don't know it's like it's not exciting it's not good tv it's not something you can do in slow-mo so do you know what i would have done that i thought was going to happen and maybe i feel like this might have been an old school challenge thing i would have sabotaged one of the cars yeah so one of them would have been way heavier than the other or one of them the steering was off or just whatever it is but one of the cars would have been sabotaged and so whatever team would have pulled up to that one, you're just kind of screwed and you're going to get passed by. And I thought that was going to happen, but it wasn't. And they kind of edited it in a way to make it seem like 
okay, Devin and Tori got stuck, and then Nani and Bananas are struggling in the mud. And then they had one wide shot, which kind of looked like all the cars were pretty close to each other. And then they were far away, but then all of a sudden, like the next cut was just showing each one crossing the finish line. I thought that was pretty anticlimactic. Like that was strange to me. I didn't get it. So here, I mean, I think this is, we already talked about this, but I think we should get into more detail. It's pretty clear to me that they cut stuff out, at least at this Mm -hmm. point, because they go from, you know, maybe it's like five in the afternoon. Like it's hard because it's to tell because it's overcast, but it's certainly like light out. Mm-hmm. And then they run after the cars mm-hmm. and then they arrive at like the carbo loading, like the next station where they have to eat a p- ton of bread and pasta. Mm-hmm. And it is like dark. It is like, like, but they haven't been running for three hours. Like running for three hours means that you've just done like yeah more than half a marathon. And it's also noticeable that earlier on, you know, at every stage, there was the opportunity to sabotage. And Devin and Tori had sort of been banking on the ability to sabotage uh, Bananas and Nani. But there was no opportunity this episode for them to sabotage. Yeah. And so I, what I'm saying is, I think maybe they did have sabotages that were cut out. Yeah. Or maybe a stage was cut out. Yeah, and that's a point where the loss of Olivia and Horacio come in, right? Where it would have made more sense if you had the four teams still, but only having three doesn't really work. Yeah, that definitely could be the case for sure. And I think that, um, you know, you are right to point that part out. I do want to say, though, I know our listeners are very good in crowdsourcing and, you know, finding little nicks and knacks and other info from whether it's other articles or other pods or the reddit page or whatever it is from the challenge community and i'm sure there'll be a lot of talk about it because you're right there does appear to be a lot being edited out of this and yeah it seems kind of odd but yeah that car thing was definitely one where i'm watching it thinking this just seems really weird how this was edited together it also seems like they didn't push the cars that far yeah. And yeah. again, like Devin and Tori's once massive lead has disappeared, but like I don't know where it disappeared to beyond they were all allowed to leave the campsite much closer together than like the time they entered it, right? Because like they arrived yeah. at the campsite and De- uh, Devin and Tori, I'd say, finished that uh, puzzle 30 minutes. Fat, like before anyone else mm-hmm. and then they get to the cars and they only start the like they get to the cars like five minutes ahead of people like they get caught mm-hmm. on the cars yeah. when they chose the correct car yeah like it doesn't really make sense and then when they get to the this carbo loading station it also doesn't seem like they have a huge lead which, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure that Bananas and Nani are probably faster than they are in, in terms of running. But, like, I can't believe that they're gaining that much ground. Like, it would be very difficult to gain significant ground on someone who has, like, a 30-minute lead on you. Totally agree. And I think that's a part, two of what's also being cut out. Because we've watched a challenge 
for multiple seasons. And we know that in the final, there is always a clock. You know, they're always keeping track of what the lead is, what the advantage is of completing this task, all of that stuff. And we're not really getting all of that information. So my assumption would be that it's edited out yeah. for like a reason. Um, in terms of this like eating challenge though, I found it very interesting that I don't know if we've seen something like this where it was literally just bread and spaghetti. Mm -hmm. I thought there was going to be like, here's your spaghetti sauce. And it's like a bunch of bugs or something like that. Right. Like, yeah. When at one point Devin picks a bug out, um, I was like, Oh, there's going to be like a bunch of bugs hidden or something. Mm -hmm. Right. Like underneath the pasta. No, it's just bread and pasta. Yeah. Yeah, I found that super interesting. Um, and I mean, it was funny just watching how, so Devin and Tori were eating kind of calm and cool, kind of normally they were using forks to eat their spaghetti. Meanwhile, Nani, Nani just going to town here. Were you stunned by Nani's performance? A little. Um, you know, Tori mentioned that she's Italian. Johnny mentioned that he's Italian. But it's the Latina, the Dominican, who's just crushing this pasta. She goes nuts on it. She, I do, I do want to applaud. I guess is the word Johnny and Nani for uh, soaking their bread in water mm -hmm. to like save steps. I thought that was really smart, and I think uh, that's where they really gained ground. I also, at one point, Devin and Tori agree to vomit together. And like, it seems like premature vomiting. And Johnny's like, what are you doing? Like, you're already throwing up. And Devin goes, it's a strategy, which is my line of the episode. <laughs> yeah, it was a very interesting strategy just to like keep throwing up. I thought that was very funny. I and don't it think it was a good strategy. I think it was wasted time. Like, I think you eat as much as you can and you try to minimize the number of times you throw up just because, you know. Yeah. It's a waste of time. Yeah. I think, though, the, the way that Nani and Bananas were just crushing that food, I think they did a good job of showing us that. But I even think that it could have been emphasized even more. I'd, and I don't know how, right? Like, I'm not pretending to claim to know how. But, like, huge shouts to Nani for that performance. And I thought it was interesting and Normally, I would doubt Bananas, but I actually think that he's been on the show enough to understand that this does have value. He was saying, is this really difficult? Yeah, but I'm trying to make it look super easy on purpose just to mess with the other teams. And I think that was such a good strategy, right? Like, as you mentioned, Tori's over there with the fork, right? Meanwhile, they're just like with their hands, just shoving the spaghetti down their throats, which I also think was a great cheat because the messier you are, I feel like there's little bites that are falling on the ground. Absolutely. Right? Which I thought Absolutely. was really smart. I thought it was really smart because like, I think you just need even a couple stray strands of spaghetti as mm -hmm. uh, to your benefit. I also... Yeah. I also think it's smart to be standing, right? Like you're trying to make as much room in your body as possible. And if you're folded up, I don't mm -hmm. think you're necessarily doing that. Uh, and also, I mean, it's not just that they're probably losing some of the spaghetti, but like Nani and bananas are correct. Like you're going to get more spaghetti in your hand than on a fork. 
right? And like, you're going to be more adept with grabbing than you are with trying to like twist it on a fork and everything. So good strategy, I guess. Um, how did you feel about this vomiting montage? I know it's always your favorite. Yeah, I mean, the, the vomiting montage, I get it. It looks funny. It's kind of funny. TJ laughing is probably the best part. Um, but it was funny in this in this instance because two things that happened. One, while Anissa was, uh, well, Jordan, sorry, was throwing up. Anissa is, is over there shoving over more pasta onto Jordan's side. I thought that was funny. And while that's happening... Nani is about to throw up bananas jokes. Hey, do you need help? Maybe you should throw up into my mouth and I'll help you finish it. And he's clearly joking, but Nani's like, Oh, okay. Okay. And he's like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Like slow down. I'm joking. And I thought that was really funny. But then she proceeds to actually throw up on him. And I got to say bananas to his credit. He handled that pretty well, I guess, just because it's super funny at that point. And all you can do is really laugh at that point. But like, that was pretty gross. I would I would not like it. No. I would and, not I would not like it. And his you threw up in my pocket. That was funny. I thought that was hilarious. That part I thought was super funny. Cause it's like, imagine that. Like you're seeing him wipe the barf off of his clothes, but then like imagine your pocket, like you actually go into your pocket and there's someone else's barf in there. It's pretty gross. It's you know what the worst part would be? It'd be first of all, they're just shorts. Like it's gonna like it's gonna seep through. Like you're gonna feel it oh. on your skin and the smell. Yeah, for sure. I gotta, I gotta say, I found this vomiting montage harder to take than the last one. Oh, why is that? I think it was because the the quality of the vomit was more watery. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Bananas and Nani, they dominate this eating challenge and they end up actually finishing first, mm -hmm. followed by Tori and Devin and Anissa and Jordan. And basically this episode just ends with no real cliffhanger. Nothing really, you know, it just ends and it's like, hey, this day's over. Coming up on the next episode of the final. And it's like, wait, what? I I mean, again, we've talked about it. We've alluded to it the whole episode of You Killed It. Something must have happened to make this episode end like this, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't really make sense to me. We've watched enough seasons of The Challenge to know that something must have happened to, one, make this episode way shorter, and two, end like this. Normally, especially in the final, they're going to end on some cliffhanger of one of the teams being eliminated. And maybe, as you mentioned, because of the um, Horacio and Olivia essentially getting injured and eliminating themselves, you lost that opportunity here. Um, and that's just a tough break. That's a tough break for production. And so you do what you can. And hey, I was still entertained for an hour. Still want to see, still don't know who's going to win, which I think is the ultimate goal of building these episodes and cutting it together. Like, I still don't know who's going to win. So I guess that's a good job. I, you know, I'm going to be straight with you. I was disappointed in this episode. I was really looking forward to this episode. I was excited for it. Um, and it's just not like it, 
it, I thought we were going to see who who won this season. Like yeah. I thought this was the end. So to have a shorter episode with not like, you know, necessarily amazing stuff. Like we watched people do puzzles twice and then eat food and throw up basically. And like wade through green water. Yeah. Didn't love it. I would have rather, I mean, we'll have to see how much, how much there is on the next episode, which I assume is also going to be an hour long, but I would have, I would have rather them have like an action packed 90 minutes with fewer commercials rather than there's also a lot of commercials in this episode. Oh yeah. Rather than two hour long episodes. Yeah. This is a straight filler episode for sure. And yeah, it comes back to same thing we talk about all the time with how these things work. They've probably already committed to it being 20 episodes or 19 plus a reunion to make 20. And so this is what happens. You get to the end and you're like, Hey, we got to split this into two, mm-hmm. but they still got to fit all those commercials in. <laughs> so yeah. here you go. Um, we do, we are getting the latest report on music from foreign correspondent, a deep off. Okay. Um, for uh, when they're getting the puzzle pieces in the swamp, it's okay. Go here. It goes again. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're doing the puzzle with the pattern, it's Step It Up by Studio MC, which is a great track. All right, all right. Start of Day 2 is Banquet by Block Party. And then uh, when Nani and Bananas get to the car to push it, it's Last Resort by Papa Roach. Shout out to 1999. Okay, very interesting. Papa Roach, wow. I don't think Sheldon. I don't think you've said what your line of the episode was. So I'm dying to know what well, it was. The funny it, bone. It was actually that Nani and bananas. The whole throwing up on each other part, where bananas <laughs> is like, he's clearly joking, and he's like, "Yeah, do you need some help? Like, can you throw it up into my mouth and I'll help you finish?" And I just thought that whole back and forth was hilarious. Like bananas yelling, "You threw up on me." That's my line of the episode. Uh, and a tough one, but who killed it for you this episode? I'm going to give it to Nani, actually. I think Nani just did a great job in that eating challenge, and it was kind of out of nowhere. And I thought that, you know, she's done a really good job in this episode for their team. The episode ends with her team in first. And if we think about the things that we saw in this episode, she's the one on her team that figured out the pattern of the the swamp puzzle thing they had to put together and she dominated that eating challenge so for that reason nani you killed it i'm going with tori okay mainly because figuring out that that puzzle had a pattern to it is what really put devin and tori way ahead uh they did lose that lead but they lost that lead like 24 hours later I also think, you know, we always judge these things based off of, you know, things outside the field of competition. And I like the way she comforted Anissa Um, without, like, getting into it with Jordan. Because, frankly, I don't know that I could stand another fight between Jordan and Tori at this point. But I like that she was still there for Anissa. 
I mean, I also think that it's fair to say that for both of us, these MVPs are pretty tepid because it's hard to give someone an MVP where there's like very little in terms of like drama and also like there's no clear winners, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I mean, I guess we, we could talk about how great bananas and Nani were at eating a lot of carbs and ice cream, but like, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I will say like that meal is like, it made me hungry. I would have liked some sauce on that pasta, but that's not that different from a Saturday night at the Chidley Hilton. I see what you did there. Well played. Well played. Where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at shell Alexander, Instagram at Sheldon Alexander, and a huge shout to the people liking and subscribing wherever you get the podcast. Shout to the people that are liking the video pod that's up on YouTube. Really appreciate that and really appreciate the support of just clicking us with the like button. It's how we help share and grow the community and share information because we that's what makes this pod. And I appreciate that so much. So thank y'all. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill. Uh, I'm uh, covering the Raptors a lot more now as of this week. So you better like basketball if you're going to follow me on Twitter because there's going to be more basketball content than before. And until next week, this was You Killed It. Is your voice up to it? <laughs> do you need I me mean, to do it? I'm going to I'm gonna give it a go. I don't think it's going to go well, but you killed it. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>